Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am Stuart, and this is the Group Sales Power Hour. Please introduce yourself, Coach Martin. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Coach Martin Mussey, uh, and uh, many of you may know me, but I'm with Nexion Travel Group as a business development education, but I truly do live the moniker of Coach Martin, as many people know me by. Yeah, it's, it's great to see you, and I, I wanted everyone to hear your voice right away so they know that we are together doing this. And I couldn't be happier in this moment. The last time we were together was in Cancun at, was it the fourth? Maybe it was the fourth or fifth. I'm not even sure. Yeah, fourth, Next I in, think. The fourth group sales yeah. summit that we pulled off. It was, uh, we pulled it off under what we thought could have been tough conditions. Remember those things called masks back in the day? Yeah. And it was amazing. It was, it was great. That's been going on for years. What do you think about that event? What does it mean to you and that organization that it's so popular comes back every year? Oh, well, first off, let me say, Stuart, that I am thrilled to be a guest and be with you. Um, and it, it means a lot, you know, when you just think about this, the travel industry alone and everything that we've been through over the last, you know, year plus. Um, so for many people that they hadn't traveled, this is might've been their first trip and just to pull off a live event and especially in another country, like you said, we didn't know, you know, we, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what the distance, we knew that social distancing would exist, but what would it look like, you know, all of that. Um, and, and as you saw, I mean, we just couldn't be more thrilled by the fact that, I mean, as you saw, we had two big ballrooms, like, it, it, you know, what would have been two separate rooms, one huge big ballroom, uh, almost 40 or something in attendance. Yeah, we were spread out, but man, we had, we, we look like, we look like we're putting on a major conference for 45 people. <laughs> it was awesome. You know, two huge screens, a platform stage, some lighting, mm. full production value is there. The team at Palace Resorts, I'm telling you, couldn't have expected any more from them. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. It was it was a great event and it, and it means a lot to us there and that people traveled safely and that they were, um, and, and you felt it in the room, just the almost emotion of sharing and being together one-on-one -on -one with other people in this industry. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I've got to say the credit all goes to the uh, trail professional advisors who, who attended and, I kind of have this theme, Coach Martin, that I, I've been having on the Power Hour lately, and I introduced at the summit as well, which is the Pareto Principle, which is the 80-20 rule, which is that it just always ends up that, you know, 80% of the productivity comes from 20% of the effort. And, and right. I told everybody in that room, I don't, I, I don't want to stand for that. It is no reason for that to happen having been on the supplier side it was the same there 80 percent of the sales came from 20 percent of the agencies really right? right right and that everyone who's here listening to this power hour live or as the podcast i, I don't want you to be part of the 80 percent i want you to make the cut in the, that top 20 there's no reason why because groups 
that's our focus friends today, is groups have never, ever, ever, right, Coach Morton, ever been more important. You mm. see the trends. I see the trends. So give us a quick perspective what you see, because at Nexion, you deal with hundreds and hundreds, perhaps thousands of professionals. What's the trend? And then I'm going to hit you with some surprise questions here that align <laughs> with, with your expertise that that And I want to invite everyone who's joining us, by the way, and everyone saying hello to you. We've got Hans, who's a Nexion member. Trinita's in the house. Hello, Trinita. Um, uh, uh, Marina said, amazing summit. Um, that, uh, if you have questions, now's the time to ask. And, and by the way, Coach Martin is a professional certified business coach. And that holds sway, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's come back on. And, and if you would answer that question, what's the trend? What's going on that you see from a holistic perspective with groups? Well, from a holistic perspective, I, you know, the, the main one of the main things that I see is a realization, one of the return to travel, uh, whether it's vengeance, travel, whatever anyone wants to call it. But this opportunity to get out there and host a group. Um, that is even close to home. Travel pods is something that we, you know, may have heard about as a kind of trend words or a couple words there. So people are really interested in getting out with their travel pods, be it their friends, their family, their extended family, whatever it is. So I think there's opportunities there when it comes to groups and, and the advisor putting themselves in the center of that, you know, um, knowing that the pod wants to go someplace and saying, hey, so do I, and I'll go with you and let's all just get this, do this together. Um, you know, I've talked to a couple of advisors that are like, hey, if you, if you have that passion or interest about a destination or whatever it is that you're doing, then, you know, you maybe you are the first person who has to raise your hand and say, hey, I dream about and am planning on going here. Who's with me? Who wants, who yeah. wants to go and right. reaching out to the travel pod. So I, th I think that's a, a kind of big trend I'm hearing. Okay. Well, that's great. It's positive. I'm hearing great stuff from uh, our, our, my bootcamp members and from, you know, my friends and colleagues out there, there's a lot of action. And one of the things that concerns me, let's back into this right now is that the, our solopreneurs, our travel agency owners, whether they're independent contractors or the agency's owners or whatever, they're, they're getting real busy, right? You guys out there, guys and gals, you're getting real busy. Are you still getting coached? Are you still showing up for the, the webinars that you know are important to you that don't waste your time, but deliver the goods? Because if, if you're, if you're missing, if you're giving up on the coaching, if you're saying, geez, I'm too busy, I can't attend it could come back to bite you. Let me, let me give you the metaphor here. Now, everybody probably knows by now that <laughs> I, I earned this darn medal. <laughs> this is all I got to show for it, but that's okay. All right. I trained for my very first triathlon, which is an Ironman 70.3. If I neglected meeting with my coach and he lives in Florida in Tampa, if I skipped any of my training sessions, swimming, cycling, running, Coach Martin, there is no way 
I would have finished. And the situation is that it's like, now is the time where you should show up for the group sales power hour and ask questions. Now is a time when you should lean on your coach and, and, and make an appointment with yourself, shut the phones, get coached. So tell me your experience with that, because uh, it's like, right. We said this before we, we went live. You you don't go Mm -hmm. to therapy but everything is hunky dory and everything is great. You go to therapy, right. Th- right. therapy, right? So why wouldn't you stay right. in coaching when you need it most? G- right. Just give us a. Yeah, you need you, you need the time. You know, I always share with people that uh, you have two roles in any business. You know, it, it could be could be electrician, it could be dentist, it could be. But we're all travel advisors here. But you have two roles, and one of those roles is the doer. And one of those is the business owner, is the strategist, is the person who's doing it all. And I give people a formula that says, if you worked a 40 hour week, you know, five hours is about right, you know, in terms of strategy, what do you assign to the business owner and about five hours a week is right. So, you know, if you work part-time, then extrapolate that, you know, but the idea being they're putting aside time and coaching by the way, is, you know, one hour of that time, if your coaching time is one hour. So it's not like you have to pack in another five hours in addition to the coaching. Count coaching is strategy. That's part of it. So that is, you know, a little bit of a formula, but this idea or notion of I'm busy and I, hey, coach, can I put it off? Can I put off the time? I face that and I respect it. I understand it. But I always tell people this, uh, it's a little time management mantra that I have, and that is to share with people to say, if you erase it, replace it, you know, and, re- and do it as soon as possible. So I actually had this happen yesterday. Somebody said, hey, I'm busy. Can we put it off a week? S- repeated that mantra to them and said, all right, but we got to put it in the schedule now. So like, when are we going to do it? And, you know, we came to an agreement on a time a week uh, later, but, you know, that's the idea. And, and we may think that we're busy, but quite frankly, and you and I talked a little bit about this before we went live, um, is that when you're at your busiest is actually the best time to be coached because you've got all kinds of examples to draw from and real life things you're working on. That are the challenges that a coach can help with. Agreed. Now we're going to get down to brass tacks here. Uh-oh. I love when I when we're doing these summits down there and, and you talk about money matters yeah. and time management. So popular, so critical. And the two areas where I think, and everyone who's in right now, do, do, do you agree? Uh, 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 do you wish you had a better discipline with the dollars and the cents with the money? I know some of you are great at it. You love it. You look at numbers and you see a beautiful language and you understand your business. Too many of you perhaps get yourself a little too busy and say you never have time to do it, but that's because you make you, you procrastinate on it. All right. We'll talk about time management in just a second, but I, I want to read a paragraph that you sent to me that just so says it succinctly. Wow. 
succinctly <laughs> says it. Oh, boy. One area of passion for you was teaching simple money matters due to the tendency of the solopreneur travel advisor to play guessing games with their business when it comes to dollars and cents. Many shy away from it because they're uncomfortable with the unknown and they do not put the pencil to paper when it comes to numbers. It's the fastest way to help remove emotion and look at the data to know what is or is not. When it comes to groups, we get to see numbers go up dramatically due to the multiples involved with a group. And that, that concludes what, what you wrote here. And I just want to say, we get to see the numbers go up dramatically due to the multiples. And you know what, coach? Those numbers can go up in the loss column dramatically. Yeah. And they can they can go up in the profit column right. dramatically. Get, Give us some insight into the money matters. If we have advisors out, solopreneurs who are who have been struggling here, uh, what do you tell them? What can they do? What's yeah. Turn? Well, one of the first things you know that I that you have to contend with because many things that uh, we have to contend with in business is our own life and things that came before we became a solopreneur or a business owner. You know, I came from a HR background in, in corporate when I became a coach. Um, I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. Um, I became a business coach soon after I became a travel advisor. And I, like many of you, when I was a travel advisor, I came from corporate. I wasn't forced to have to learn about, I knew about money, about money, but how money impacted and drove my a business. So when I was a travel advisor in the beginning, I wasn't thinking about it in terms of those dollars and cents. So let me step back a little bit. What I mean with contending about money is you first have to have an understanding of how were you raised with money? How did you understand money? Were you taught it? Did your parents teach? Did you have an allowance? Did you, was it just a guessing game? Lots of families sometimes just don't discuss it. So you can have an understanding from your background about money as to where you are today. So if you were in a household where money just wasn't discussed and you weren't taught it, well, it's okay. Don't, don't lament on that, but just acknowledge it and know that I got to move forward. Maybe you were taught some things, but maybe it was more house finance and it wasn't brought into also driving business, you know, so you got to contend with that a little bit, understand that and come to terms with it. And then just simply know and understand that I, I often, when I do this presentation, I just show a dollar bill and you say, well, what, what is this? What is money? And ultimately all it is, is just ink on paper, the physical and how do we believe it has value? Right. And uh, so it's the exchange of, you know, uh, well, it, it's all backed by this U.S. Treasury thing and all this. Right. Yeah. But again, you go to those those very basics to be able to drive and go, OK, I've contended with that. Now, let me figure out money as I go forward and its impact on my business. Um so I'll pause there and just say, you know, any thoughts, questions on that. But I think you have to contend with that first, you know? I, I agree. And I love, 
how you brought it back to um, our our childhood, perhaps, how mm-hmm. we were raised. And, and I agree with you. I think that the two words that come to me, Coach, are financial intelligence. Mm. And some of us grow up in environments where, where, where we're taught that. Some of us learn it on our own as business owners or even as independent contractors or franchise owners, whoever, whatever position you're in, financial intelligence is critical. At the very highest level, you need to know what's coming in and what's going out. Right. But here's the thing with groups, that's where it gets all, all messy, if I might say, right? Because you, you hear what I teach, what I encourage, what I preach is the package with groups. Right. Net everything down. Mark it up. Don't be a commission hostage. And that scares the daylights out of so many business people because it's so simple earning a 10%, 12%, maybe 14% commission. How do you feel about that with the packaging? Is the, is is that extra effort worth it? I hope you say yes. And, <laughs> you know, what are some solutions? Loaded question. No, absolutely. I think that the... Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's worth it. And the effort that is that goes into it is worth it. Because here's what you realize, as I said in that little thing you read, is that the multiples are what pay off for the positive or the negative. But you know, the negative shouldn't scare you. It should just be under an understanding of how it can swing that direction. But your planning and your action and your what I mean by pencil to paper is that if you just ultimately say, I mean, and let, let's just say uh, for sake of easy numbers, it's a cruise at you know $5,000 and somebody's paying for that and at a 10% commission. And again, just simple numbers. This isn't always how it works out, as you know, but you know, uh, 10% of that and you, and you go, okay, well, one person traveling or a family traveling with one cabin, multiply that by, 10 and 15 and 20, and you start applying those multiples, that's what I mean by putting the pencil to paper and really knowing and understanding what's the impact of that. And it's worth figuring that out. It's also worth figuring out what do you want out of it? Uh, Because if you know your goal and what you want out of it, another amazing realization you can come to is to sit back and go, huh, if I wasn't doing groups before, if I could put all my effort into two of these a year, four of these a year, five of them a year, you get to decide. But if I put all my effort into that, how amazing would that be? You ever know those people who do seasonal jobs and they work the spirit store or they do the Christmas gift wrapping and they do all that and they go, I work three months of the year and I make everything that I need for a year and the rest of the time I'm off, right? We're going to spread it out a little bit in this way, but it's kind of the same thing. How much effort are you willing and can put into that group, you know, two and three really good groups a year. And for a lot of people, all of a sudden they hit that recognition that I'm, I'd be set if I could do that. 
you know, <laughs> and uh, and that's a huge realization for people, especially when you've been kind of hunting and pecking and scratching at onesies, twosies all along the way. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, Linda. Hey, Linda. Linda's in the house. Uh, she offers. Yes. We need be- I need a better sense of the business side, maybe a better program, which we'll come back to in a second. Also, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. They will get it done. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So let's talk. Is Linda that pro- busy person? Pro- oh, yeah. She definitely oh, is. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, I would imagine that that Nexion and, and hey, everybody who's listening right now, what, whatever group you're a part of, whether you're with a host or just completely independent or with a consortium, whatever, marketing group, they, they offer resources, right? So is, is that still a struggle? J- just from a stand back and take a look, you've got these great tools. Do Are you pleased with the usage, with the take rate when, when an advisor uh, are they using the tools that will help them become more efficient? Let's let's segue into time management, starting with the tools that are that are right there. That, in my experience, I see we get so busy we don't take time to learn them and use them regularly. Right. Yeah, I think that's the uh, challenge of any kind of education team, uh, teaching team, coaches. All the tools are there. But there's so many. And hey, let's face it, we provide a lot, but there's also a lot in the market uh, vying for people's attention um, that sort of clouds it. So if I, if, when you ask me that question, one, it's, it is, um, it can be frustrating to know, hey, the tools are all there for you. And if they haven't devoted the time, put the time into learning it, you know, uh, then they're, they're not going to take those next steps that they really need to take. But the practical side of me, because I always tell people in coaching and training, I, I always put myself at their desk when they're running their business by themselves sitting there. I remember what it was like and I get it. I know that there's all kinds of other outside noise kind of vying for your attention. And these, you know, hey, these people wouldn't be good marketers and they probably have good marketing coaches if they didn't send out all these messages. You're in the industry that say, hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. Look at that. And if there's any one thing that I would share with people is say before you jump on those, as Stuart said, doesn't matter whether you're with a host, a consortia, whoever you're with, always look to those resources first to make sure that it doesn't already exist free or close to free before you go spend it on the outside. Uh, And that's the big thing. I just want people to take that moment to stop and go, wait a minute, before I go pay for this, and I call it the shiny object syndrome or uh, as those who love Pixar movies, squirrel, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, those things are the ones that you've got to stop and go, wait, what resources do I already have that exist that I can look at first before I make this, before I go chase that rabbit? Love it. I, I agree. There's stuff out there that is low cost or no cost, but even if it's a cost, it, it, it could be an investment 
that right. will pay off significantly. It, it's a marketing cost. It's a cost of doing business, whatever it is, right? because it's going to make you more efficient. Give us, if you would be so kind, one or two time management tips. I, I Do I have my little colored postcards here? I think this is the closest I have, but yeah. You can you you can share that one if you want, but you got some great stuff. Would you would you indulge us with a with one yeah. or two? My uh, couple of top time management tips is I always share with people is have a daily diary. Again, I share with everyone that I came from a, a prior HR background in corporate America, and I loathe. I learned to loathe the work life balance. Oh, we're we're a company that believes in work life balance. Pardon my BS. <laughs> All we what we care about is that you leave your life on the other side of the door, and that the eight hours you work here, this is what you're doing. So when we're business owners, we have our lives are going up the same time that we're doing business. So my, one of my top tips is maintaining what's called a, a daily diary. We all have these fun devices and things that we do and it's on the computer and be it Outlook or Gmail, what you put on the computer transfers to your phone and does all that. But here's the tip, your daily diary needs to be composed of everything in your life, your business, your life, your hobby, if you have one, I'm sure when like when you're running, you had to schedule things, you had to put it on the calendar and that you color code those areas of your life. If color coding it is that you're doing, you know, that green is my personal stuff, that uh, orange is the business, whatever it is that makes sense to you, you color code it. And so you can visually see what is related to what. And then when you get that question and somebody says, hey, do you have some time for me to meet with whatever? What are you looking for? You're looking for the white space in your calendar. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. But that's called a daily diary. Some people, they maintain a, a, a diary, but only related to one thing like business. And they forget to put all those personal appointments, the hobby stuff, the other commitments that they have and do that because what you're helping build is as I started this, I hate work-life balance. And you don't look for balance. There's no such thing. Sometimes you're doing more of this for the family than business. Sometimes you're doing this, you know when it's right. So what you're looking for is work-life harmony. Just look for the harmony, not the balance. And that daily diary can help you do that. My other quick- yeah, I love go ahead. that. If you don't mind, I, I, yeah. I just want to, <laughs> it's a, uh... It's a big hot mess. However, I, I use the old fashioned method. I, I yeah. use a paper calendar, call me old fashioned, but I, I need to write it. I need to see it. I need to scribble it out. And I, you can probably see some colors here. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I, I took your lead. So I know what, what pink is. I know what yellow is. I know what blue is because I I'm, I'm in training for another 70.3 and, and, and that that's, that's a part-time job. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that that's personal. It's not business, but I took your advice. It goes on the same calendar. Right. Right. So I, I can preview it and I set up the, the weeks in advance. And I, I think that's something everybody who's listening can do if they're not already doing it. Alex has said effective CRM. There's no there's no doubt about it. 
but it's not just effective, but it's smart. We're not going to take a deep dive into that right now, but it's smart. You're not just sending out newsletters just to send out newsletters because you yeah. think you need to, man. They have to serve a yeah. purpose. You know, they have yeah. to go. All right. I want please bring us number two. And I just want to comment real quick. Hybrid is is great. A lot of people, you know, don't force yourself to be something that you're not. Um, trust if it's paper, do paper. If it's electronic, do electronic. If you're a hybrid, then honor that. Do both. Uh, do do the paper. Get it into the electronic calendar. So I honor that. You know, don't don't become something you're not. Use use what you have. Yeah, coach. Just on the lines here. Uh, Michael, hey, Michael, uh, uses Evernote. I'm on the computer a lot. Yeah. You can use different fonts and colors, Michael. Yeah. And, and friends, if that's where your comfort zone is, that's awesome. Yeah. Neil, welcome, Neil. He says, I use the paper calendar with highlighter colors too. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. And, and here's a very important question from Ramona. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Coach Martin. I'm with Nexion. How was your performance at Allen's Community Theater? What's that about? Well, so um, many who know me, and if you don't know this, I come from an arts and theater background. And uh, so I had an opportunity to do a one night only performance of a show called Red Rabbit, uh, White Rabbit, Red Rabbit. It was written by an Iranian playwright. And the construct of this is literally, I walk on stage and I have no idea what it is that I'm about to present. They hand me a sealed envelope and I perform it or present it cold reading from the script. So Ramona, thank you so much for asking. And it went awesome. It was a, it was a crazy wild experience that kept me and the audience thinking for two days later. Like I was literally processing it as I was doing it. It dealt with themes about oppression suicide it kind of started out lighthearted. it went to a little bit of a dark place um and uh but it was a really impactful evening of theater it was really cool so thanks for asking it went great thank you for sharing that Ramona thank you for asking that uh yeah improv right that's uh you know being put on the spot like that in front of a stage and not knowing what's coming that boy that takes a talent that takes a uh, a, a comfort level too, saying, okay, I'm going to put myself in yeah, yeah. on this stage and I don't know yeah. what's coming. It's yeah. good for you, man. But I want to share something with you all. This is the lovely thing. This is the connection. And I found this in my brain. As I said, I shared, you know, the, my arts background and I'm very proud of the fact that from a business perspective, I've gotten to where I've gotten because creatives sometimes don't allow themselves to go there. They're like, no, 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 I'm not a numbers person. I don't, I don't do that. That's not me. I I'm creative. But all the lessons in, the, in improv and getting out there and just doing something, it's the same thing that you all are doing every day. You're doing the same thing, putting yourself out there in faith and taking a leap and saying, all right, I don't know what this day brings. I don't know what this business will bring. Maybe you're new to groups. I don't know what this will bring, but I'm going to get out there and go in, in faith and just do it. And I have so many lessons in, in my life and the arts have been applied to business as well. Beautiful. That's such a great analogy. Great metaphor. Congratulations on that success. It is yeah. inspiring. That's something that's on my bucket list to, is to do something in improv. 
and I'm going to come tap you when that day comes to get your get your counsel on I'll, that, your I'll guidance. Hold I'll hold you to that. I'll hold you All to right. that. Go out. I, I encourage every business person to get out there and do an improv class. Take an improv class with other people and other business people. Uh, get a group of people and go take a beginner's improv class um, because the application of, of improv to the business world is huge. There, hmm. There's actually a, a industry out there on applied improv. And it gets used in all kinds of uh, industries where you apply the application of improv. The one rule in improv is yes and. It's a yes and rule if you've ever heard it. So if you're ever on stage with somebody, the idea being that wherever I take you, your job is to say yes. And what's next? Because if I say no, the scene ends. We're done. It's not good. Right. So same thing in, in, in business and in everything, uh, whether you're working collectively with people or by yourself as having this yes and mentality uh, is, is a way to approach life. I think it's just a good life approach too. brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's uh, hey, you bet. That's that's beautiful. All second right. time, second time yeah. management technique. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me give you my my second one. Okay. And, and this is this, and that you might think that this is, you're like, what does this have to do with time? Is we all think a lot of things at the most inopportune moments. You can think of some of them, but I'll just give you the example of the shower when I'm laying my head down at night on the pillow. And we think of all the things that we go, oh, I should do that. Or, oh, I need to reach out to that person. Or, oh, and you're reflecting on your day. So my tip is, Get yourself a, a, a blank you know, notebook or something to put by the bedside um, that's easily reachable at any time and capture the thought, capture the thought to put it and write it down, no matter how silly it may sound. However, you know, people have ideas for writing books. We were talking about, you know, that before we got on to you have a book idea. You're like, write it down because Thoughts can be converted to action and lead you to the next places you need to go. And those thoughts are so valuable. And the, the action is going to lead to probably a place on your calendar you got to put in your daily diary, by the way. But it begins with capturing the thoughts. When you're driving down the road, use this tool. Use the thing that says, I, I can't, so I just got to find my voice recording notes and record a note for yourself if that's the way you need to do it. But blank, blank notebook that you can capture thoughts on. Yeah, I, I love that, Coach. I appreciate you sharing that. And I can say that I practice that. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven notebooks here. Here's just, here's just two of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding you when I tell you I do, uh, right. Whenever I go for walks, hard to do on a run. Uh, but I always bring this for, you know, record, record that idea. I yeah. find pro problem solving is sometimes as great as you're, as you're resting and going to sleep, you don't want to get the brain going, but some, sometimes your head clears or right. when you're waking up, right. Right. Or in your, if you're in the shower, that's really true. I, I want to say something about creativity. Improv is creativity and has business applications. I, I really believe in, that everyone who's listening right now, they're in a, a creative uh, 
business. Even if you're just booking a, a, a four-night resort trip, th this is a creative business. So I want to ask everyone right now, are you tapping your creativity? Now, when it comes to groups, hello. there. I mean, right, Coach, we, we talk about if you're going to be a group master, you, you're an artist. You're right. a chef. You're a baker. You are an interior designer. Yeah, that's yeah. the right. The most successful groups. Do you, so right. There's this whole level of creativity. I'm not sure enough uh, travel agency owners understand how creative they can be where it doesn't just have to be boom, 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 boom. Right, right. And you think about it in terms of an experience. I mean, we have got great examples out there in the travel industry of large businesses that are that are doing this and you can do the same thing on a small scale i like to tell people you know your experience that you're providing somebody on a group on in a group travel like you said it's not just yes there's the logistics of it but think holistically the bigger picture it's like this masterpiece art piece right and you get to put your autograph on it when you that artist signs it you know it's an original and uh i love to think of like groups are a great way to think of that and it and you do it in terms of that creativity of what's the experience what do i want people to what do i want to evoke out of them in this trip and that's your art that's your signature the stamp you get to to put on it. I, I apply a lot of, there's an art and science to business and creativity is a big piece of it. I, I agree. It reminds me, perhaps at the last power hour, we were talking uh, about adventure. The niche was, go actually, I think it was during my bootcamp live. Uh, someone said that they, they want to, well, the, their focus is the adventure travel niche. I said, wonderful, but that's not good enough. Define adventure. What is adventure? I'm going to close my eyes and you describe an experience mm -hmm. that you consider to be adventure. And that's where we get creative, right? That's where we use adjectives and verbs and you, 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 you feel excitement building. I, I hope everyone online right now takes, takes this golden nugget. You've heard a lot already. Be creative. Give yourself that creative license. Do a little improv here and, and mm -hmm. do the research that Martin says on improv too, coach says, because uh, I think you'll show up to work perhaps with a whole new attitude of, hey, this is fun. And look, these people are so happy because we're doing an adventure trip and they're going to experience this, taste this, feel this, go here, see this, experience this, right? It's about immersion. Coach Martin, tell me, first thing that comes to mind, I told you there'd be some surprise pop questions. <laughs> this, this is where improv comes in handy. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what's the thing you wish advisors did more of? Trusting themselves. Trusting themselves and not overthink it. Realizing they know more than they think they know. 
and it stops us, be it, it's almost like, it's almost like taking that yes and rule. You're doing the hard stop and saying, no, I don't know that. I don't know that. But trust yourself that you know more than you think you do. And if you don't know a specific destination or a specific product, trusting that you'll figure it out and that the learning is by the doing. And if you just go out in faith and do it and trust yourself to learn that you'll figure it out, the access to more business is absolutely right there in front of you. So trusting themselves and just believing that they'll figure it out. Yeah, that's great. The doing is the best teacher, you know? Right, right. Yeah, there are some, and and with all due respect, there there are some people in, in my world, personal and professional, they stay in training mode. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you you know this stuff. You you got it, you know? Right. Go out and do it and deliver it. And if you mess it up, fix it. Next time you won't. Give right. us question two. Thank you for sharing that. That that was that was great because it was it was an unanticipated answer, right? Yeah. It was it wasn't a specific it that that was a uh, there's soft skills and hard skills, right? That's mm-hmm. a soft skill, trust. The hard skill is learning how to use Excel. Now, right. give us uh, something when it comes to communication, communication skills, because as a certified coach, by definition, mm-hmm. you do a lot more listening than you do talking, but th- those, those, your listening skills and those key questions you ask make you a successful coach and help uh, your or protege, whoever you're coaching, be more successful. Uh, give us a, a tip on communication skills that uh, you wish or that you see is uh, helps make certain advisors super successful. It's taking the same, that same skill of listening and communication and understanding that listening is more important than the talking and, um, and, and putting that into the right step in the process. If we spent more time at the beginning of a, we'll call it the sales process, because that's what it is. But some people get scared away by thinking that I'm not a salesperson, I'm not that, and I and and so they shy away from it. But creating a systemization, a system for yourself that at the beginning, before you go do any research, if there's anything I, I would hope most advisors do or take away potentially from this is to say, don't jump into solutions before you just sit down and have a conversation with them on what it would it will. You know, some people will say that's the needs analysis, but just call it a conversation, an opening consultative conversation. That's just, what do you want to do? What are you hoping to do? What do you want out of this vacation? That's a good mix of the closed-ended questions of things we need to know about what they want versus the open-ended where you do ask a question and you just shut up and listen. <laughs> and, and you take notes and you take notes on their, their, their feelings 
their emotions, the things they want out of it, the things they tell you, and resisting the urge in those conversations to talk because our brains always go and we go, um, oh, I've got a perfect solution to that thing they're saying. And you might have the perfect solution, but just to shut up mm-hmm. and use that as back pocket material for yourself later and just sit back and go, oh, yeah, I've handled I what, but you don't need to tell them that you don't right. need to say a thing. And matter of fact, you don't even need to say it at the end of the conversation. You need to give them surprise and delight and just walk away with that and go, I I think I've got the thing for you. I do need to go away and I need to, you know, put some things together and formulate a plan. But I think you're going to be excited when we get back in, what do you say, 48, 72 hours, what works best for you? And then you get back to them and you probably already had a lot of those answers. Yes, you may have to go do some research on destination, all that sort of stuff. Because the other thing I want and in, in really want desire advisors to know is you don't have to be an expert at the beginning on that destination. Just get the information and then go away and research what you need to if you need to. Yeah, I, I agree. That's uh, the golden roots because there's no way we can walk into this knowing everything about every ship, every resort, every location if we haven't been there. And I think the concept of coaching is is very apropos to the to the travel advisor because if if you can now listen, everybody, if you can guide your prospect, remember they're not a client yet till they get till you get money, right? right. If you can. If you can guide the prospect into having their own revelations, oh yeah, we we should pre-book that. Oh, yes, we should. It's almost as if it becomes their idea. They own it and they're gonna love you because you gave them the support, you gave them you, you you're planting the seeds. But when you can have them walk away saying, Wow, I thought of this, I thought of this, when it was you who planted the seeds, they're gonna come back to you and love you because they're gonna feel, hey, you get me, you listen to me. And that's the greatest bond you can form is yeah. when one of your clients or prospects says, man, coach, coach Martin listens to me. And I love people love, I was asked recently, what's, what's, what's one of the most important things you value in, in a friendship? And he said, yeah, an- answer me quick. You know, don't think about it. I said, listening. I, I like being listened to now. Granted, I have a tendency to talk a lot. <laughs> so it's not so easy, uh, but that, that was that was my answer. I, I want to read what Michael shared yeah. here. And by the way, Kyle's in the house. Hello, Kyle. Aren't we supposed to be experts in our niche? If so, won't there be times where we will have to admit that something is not our niche and we will help customers access an expert for what country activity or type of travel that they're looking for? We can't be experts in every aspect of all, all travel or even destination. You want to take that one? Yeah, and I'm sure you have some thoughts around it as well. Um, I, I'll kind of go backwards in your comments there, Michael. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're not going to be experts in everything, and nor should you be expected to, um, and, and you won't, and, and you shouldn't try. So in terms of your niche, I always say that, you know, that is something that is more for the outside world 
for the people who do not know you from a marketing perspective, it's just that consistent message of sharing with people what your interests, specialties, what your you know main niche or focus is. But again, that's for the outside world, the people who do not know you. For the people who do know you, close friends, family, uh, acquaintances, and your the customers that know you and know you're an expert in this, there's going to be a day and time, absolutely, that they're going to say, hey, I know you're the X guy, but we want to we want to really go do this other experience. I know it's not your thing. Can you help us with that? And the beautiful thing is you get to say, absolutely. Uh, and hopefully this is your, your take on this is you can say, absolutely. You're my customer for life. I want to help you with any kind of travel that you got. Um, now, let's sit down and chat about what do you hope to do next? And now guess what? We go back into that consultative conversation and I don't have to say to the customer, that, oh, that's not my area, and oh, I don't know that, and ooh, I'm not sure that I can, you know, but you listen, you take the information, and if you're unsure, all you simply have to say to them is, you know, let me take this information, go away and research a couple things. Um, I think we'll come to a great solution for you. Let me get back, get, let me get back to you. And then in that follow-up conversation, if you find your pla- yourself in a place but it affords you the time to step away and go find other experts, go find their expertise, look to your community, look to other people who do that. And if you make a decision that says, I've got enough information to go on with the help of others that I can help them, fantastic, you're golden. And if you make a decision that says, my customer would be better served if I hand them off to somebody else who does this better than I, hey, what a great conversation you'll have with your customer because you stepped away, got that information that you can say, hey, guess what? I'm going to hand you off to an expert who's really good at this. I'm going to be with you every step of the way, um, and they're going to be communicating with me, but you're still there. So that's my thoughts on that. I love that. I support that. I think that holds this whole concept of saying thank you, but no thank you, and beautifully passing it off to a trusted colleague is something that's difficult, right? Because we, especially if it's, if it, we've had a, a client, a customer for years and years and years, we, we right. don't want to let them down. We, we don't want to run the risk of losing them, but you won't, but you, you will have the risk of losing them if you do something that you don't love, you're not expert in, right? That, right. that risk escalates or you, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to be looking forward to coming to work that day because it, it's a destination, whatever, you, it's discomfort. And number two, the client will so appreciate that. I know when I get a call for a speaking gig, the first thing I say is, listen, tell because they say, well, what do you talk about? I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you tell me what you need? What's your goal? What's your mission? And I'll tell you if I'm your guy or not, I'll be the first one to tell you this is not my specialty. Like if somebody said, Stuart, we'll we'll pay you 10 grand to come do a a session on social marketing. I'll say, I'll find somebody could do that. Good (laughs) money ain't going to be me. Ain't going to be me, you know, and that opens you up to deal with the business you want. And a final note there is that when you're not honest with yourself about that, it reflects in your marketing. That's when you put yourself out there, you have a website that says you do everything. 
you have yeah. a very a very um, generic profile because we, we tend to be afraid, geez, if we're too limiting, we're going to lose business. No, if you're too limiting, you're going to gain business. Yes. Well, people will say, I need Coach yeah. Martin for this. But when it comes to uh, uh, baking, I don't need Coach Martin because he's not a baking coach. Yeah. He's a yeah. business coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I want to do a quick shout out. Linda, Linda, you're in the house here. One of the communication skills that uh, I'm surprising Linda right now, she, she doesn't know I'm doing this, is the, the ability to take a moment and to send a note, a handwritten note, right? Coach, I know you're on board with this. So few businesses do it. And I have to give a shout out to Linda for sending me a card that says, uh, this calls for a celebration. You're the best. Congratulations, Stuart. Handwritten, you did it. You're officially an Ironman, 70.3. And I just have to give Linda a shout out because That's awesome. I, I'm going to hold this card. And friends, when, when you take a minute to, to get a beautiful card, to, to mail out a card to, uh, even if somebody doesn't choose you, you send them a card anyway. Heck, I didn't get picked to do a gig uh, in late summer. I really wanted it. They didn't pick me. They changed courses. I sent a thank you letter anyway, handwritten saying, hey, you didn't pick me. If something should fall through, I'm here. I wish you the very best of success. I'm so glad you called. So I just want to give a shout out the importance of this, that it moves me and it will move your clients, customers, prospects, and unclients. Yeah, that's it's unique. It's different. And just a quick follow up on some things you just said there. It's being your authentic self, you know. Uh, people want to do business with a person, not the brand. They want they want to know the person behind it. So uh, just being out there and being your authentic self. But that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, let's face it, we're, we're not big enough to be our own multi-million dollar brand. We're not. Right. We, that's why the name of my, you know, my what is Stuart Lloyd uh, I, I used to have names, exclamation points, ink, all these crazy names and stuff. But in my humble opinion, nobody asked for it. I'm going to give it to you. I think the bu your business name should be your name. Right. Because they're hiring you. You know, I don't need a fancy business card with fancy logos. Heck, I just need a business card with a C QR code and <laughs> call that a day. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Another question for you. Give us a common thread you see shared by your most successful group producing agencies. What, what do you see in common? What's a common habit, routine, characteristic of those, those the top 20% of your group producers? Really putting together a strategy on a plan, you know, and they, they may not think about it as a strategy. And here's the beautiful thing about probably the top 20%. They don't put it in terms of words like strategy and that I, you know, whatever. One, they have a passion. So I guess passion is, is a common thread. They just have a passion to bring people together in a common interest. And you ever know somebody who's just that really good amongst your group of friends? They're the ones who always put on the, the dinner event or the, uh, we, we have one in our family we call the cruise director of the family. Yeah. Um, if, if we're going someplace, she's the one who's like, okay, I've lined up this, this, and this, 
and they just have a passion for that. But that passion translates into the thinking of organization and strategy of the communication plan, the letting people know the details, just the thought of, of you know, putting together all that and intuitive. So there is a little bit of intuition that exists there, intuitively knowing and then applying some strategies they learn from folks like yourself and coming to Summit that they really end up realizing in the end that they already, already intuitively knew it, but now they can just apply some terminology and some strategy to it, to those intuitive happenings that they were already doing behind their passion. Yes. That's what I would say. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Hey, everybody, we've got just a couple minutes left. Any final questions, any thoughts for Coach Martin, bring it now. You get free access to them right now. Coach, I want to ask you, while, while we're seeing if anybody's got anything to line up here, uh, when, when it comes to groups and it comes to what we've talked about, the, that common thread, that, that planning aspect, creativity, improv, I, I think we've really generated some ideas here that we don't normally talk about, that I don't yeah. normally talk about. And I, and I love it. And Neil just said, thank you guys so much for this very informative, inspiring webinar. You got it, you know, informative, inspiring, because we want you to leave feeling a little different, a little, a little moved, a little up there. Um, uh, give us, I'm going to put it right back to you. <laughs> give us a, give us a takeaway. It, right now, everyone who's listening right now are highly passionate for groups. They know their purpose is to, is to give people a group experience to solve their problem by introducing a group experience so they will have a more inclusive experience and not miss a thing, okay? Yeah. Just get, give us a, a send-off, a, a, a mic drop. No, that's too much. No. I, I do a mic drop. <laughs> well, no. I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best, Stuart, and I'm going to key off of what Neil said. And do you yeah. notice something behind me over my shoulder here that's yeah. on my wall? Yeah. Inspire. You, inspire. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think I'll leave you with. You have to, uh, what, what's your one word? And for me, it's here on my wall and it's inspire. And that if you can take that thing and just inspire people, all the rest, all the mechanics, all the logistics, all the other stuff will come. I'm not going to say it might not be with a little bit of effort on your part if it's uncomfortable or you haven't done it before, but if you're if your perspective is to just gather people in groups to help inspire them to the world and to a, a, a better life, then do that. I mean, I in coaching, I always think about it that I want to help people lead a better life for themselves and those around them. And if you can inspire people to that through travel, then do that and the rest will come. Beautiful. That's a great way to go out. I, I love that. So much comes from comes from it's not it's not not all about here, right? Yeah. It's, it's all it's all about here. It's yeah. the emotions. It's the immersion. And and I love the word inspire. And uh, to to me, I have a lot of keywords, but that ampersand and you said and before yeah. yes and what's next and keep talking and what uh, and, yeah and and why what's what what's the next yeah. big dream? Hey, Coach Martin, I w I want to thank you 
for being here with us today. I Thank really you. enjoyed this. Thank you. It was, as you said, it was a, uh, it was um, inspiring, energetic, exciting. So it, thank you so much for having me a guest today. It was fantastic. Appreciate it.